Good morning. Today is Friday, the 14th of December. I am your friendly but very regular layperson, Jaka. I'm glad to be here and raise my voice with yours in the saying of morning prayer. Our readings for today are Psalm 31, Isaiah 7, 10 through 25, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verses thir- verse 13 through chapter 3 verse 5 and Luke 22:14 through 30 we remember today Juan de la Cruz um, or John of the Cross we begin on page 75 of the book of common prayer In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. We continue with the confession of sin on page 79. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, to set forth his praise, to hear his holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship him, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by his infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Our King and Savior now draws near. Come, let us adore him. Alleluia. We'll say together the Jubilate, beginning on page 82. Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Know this, the Lord himself is God. He himself has made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and call upon his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his faithfulness endures from age to age. Psalm 31, 
In you, O Lord, I seek refuge. Do not let me ever be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me. Incline your ear to me. Rescue me speedily. Be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me. You are indeed my rock and my fortress. Excuse me. For your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Take me out of the net that is hidden for me, for you are my refuge. Into your hand I commend my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. You hate those who pay regard to worthless idols, but I trust in the Lord. I will exult and rejoice in your steadfast love because you have seen my affliction. You have taken heed of my adversities and have not delivered me into the hand of the enemy. You have set my feet in a broad place. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My eye wastes away from grief, my soul and body also. For my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighing. My strength fails because of my misery and my bones waste away. I am the scorn of all my adversaries, a horror to my neighbors, an object of dread to my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street flee from me. I have passed out of mind like one who is dead. I have become like a broken vessel. For I hear the whispering of many, terror all around, as they scheme together against me, as they plot to take my life. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and persecutors. Let your face shine upon your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. Do not let me be put to shame, O Lord, for I call on you. Let the wicked be put to shame. Let them go dumbfounded to Sheol. Let the lying lips be stilled that speak insolently against the righteous with pride and contempt. Oh, how abundant is your goodness that you have laid up for those who fear you and accomplished for those who take refuge in you in the sight of everyone. In the shelter of your presence, you hide them from human plots. You hold them safe under your shelter from contentious tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has wondrously shown his steadfast love to me when I was beset as a city under siege. I had said in my alarm, I am driven far from your sight, but you heard my supplications when I cried to you, out to you for help. Love the Lord, all you his servants. The Lord preserves the faithful, but abundantly replay, repays the one who acts haughtily. Be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Isaiah, chapter 7, verses 10 through 25. Again the Lord spoke to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be deep as Sheol, or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask. And I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear then, O house of David, 
Is it too little for you to weary mortals that you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son, and shall name him Emmanuel. He shall eat curds and honey by the time he knows how to refuse the evil and choose, and choose the good. For before the child knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land before whose two kings you are in dread will be deserted. The Lord will bring on you and on your people and on your ancestral house such days as have not come since the day that Ephraim departed from Judah, the king of Assyria. On that day the Lord will whistle for the fly that is at the sources of the streams of Egypt and for the bee that is in the land of Assyria. And they will all come and settle in the steep ravines and in the clefts of the rocks and on all the thorn bushes and on all the pastures. On that day, the Lord will shave with a razor hired beyond the river with the king of Assyria, the head and the hair of the feet, and it will take off the beard as well. On that day, one will keep alive a young cow and two sheep and will eat curds because of the abundance of milk that they shall give. For everyone that is left in the land shall eat curds and honey. On that day, every place where there used to be a thousand vines worth a thousand shekels of silver will become briars and thorns. With bow and arrows one will go there, for all the land will be briars and thorns. And as for all the hills that used to be hoed with a hoe, you will not go there for fear of briars and thorns but they will become a place where cattle are let loose and where sheep tread. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Canticle 10, found on page 86. Seek the Lord while he wills to be found. Call upon him when he draws near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the evil ones their thoughts. And let them turn to the Lord, and he will have compassion and to our God, for he will richly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as rain and snow fall from the heavens, and return not again, but water the earth, bringing forth life and giving growth, seed for sowing and bread for eating, so is my word that goes forth from my mouth, it will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish that which I have purposed and prosper in that for which I sent it. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the second letter of the Thess to the Thessalonians, chapter 2, verse 13, through chapter 3, verse 5. But we must always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the first fruits for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and through belief in the truth. For this purpose, he called you through our, through our proclamation of the good news, so that you may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold fast to the traditions that you were taught by us either by word of mouth or by our letter. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and through grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope, 
Comfort your hearts and strengthen them in every good work and word. Finally, brothers and sisters, pray for us so that the word of the Lord may be spread rapidly and glorified everywhere, just as it is among you, and that we may be rescued from wicked and evil people, for not all have faith. The Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. And we have confidence in the Lord concerning you, that you are doing and will go on doing the things that we command. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Canticle 18, found on page 93. Splendor and honor and kingly power are yours by right, O Lord our God. For you created everything that is, and by your will they were created and have their being. And yours by right, O Lamb that was slain, for with your blood you have redeemed for God, from every family, language, people, and nation, a kingdom of priests to serve our God. And so to him who sits upon the throne, and to Christ the Lamb, be worship and praise, dominion and splendor, forever and forevermore. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Luke chapter 22, verses 14 through 30. When the hour came, he took his place at the table and the apostles with him. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But see, the one who betrays me is with me, and his hand is on the table. For the Son of Man is going, as it has been determined. But woe to that one by whom he is betrayed. Then they began to ask one another which one of them it could be who would do this. A dispute also arose among them as to which one of them was to be regarded as the greatest. But he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you. Rather, the greatest among you must become like the youngest, and the leader like one who serves. For who is greatest, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. You are those who have stood by me in my trials. And I confer on you, just as my Father has conferred on me, a kingdom, so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and you will sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, listen. 
Oh, excuse me, I went a little too far. Never mind the Simon Simon. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. We continue saying together, declaring together, perhaps is a better word, the Apostles' Creed, found on page 96. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Almighty God, whose most dear Son went not up to joy, but first he suffered pain, and entered not into glory before he was crucified. Mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose Spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified, receive our supplications and prayers which we offer before you, for all members of your holy church, that in their vocation and ministry they may truly and devoutly serve you, through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. And it's that time for thoughts and for um, personal or specific prayers. I usually here go over the readings and I'm going to do that um, again a bit today. I don't have a whole lot to say about Psalm 31 today, so perhaps you should go back and re-listen to it and come up with your own thoughts. But uh, what I do get from here is an affirmation for something I've been praying in my life, uh, particularly verse 18. Let the lying lips be stilled that speak insolently against the righteous with pride and contempt. There is... um, 
There is in the military, especially for leaders, a saying that perception is reality. Unfortunately, uh, as an imperfect person and a woman, particularly as an imperfect woman, in the military, there is no way that I can humanly keep um, people from spreading rumors and gossiping and making assumptions and feeling threatened and all of the other ugliness and jealousy, uh, which I really don't want to dig into. Verses and passages like Psalm 31 are particularly reassuring to me because I'm able to give that over to God. I don't have to keep trying to be perfect in order to be perfectly defensible against other people's perceptions. I can give that and I do give that all to God and allow God to take care of that on my behalf, to just shut the mouths of those who speak lies against God or me or my son, particularly my son right now, perception-wise with school actually. So I accept this affirmation and I hope that you do too, that God will work on our behalf, on our behalves to staunch the flood of lies. Amen. Our reading from Isaiah. This was meaningful to me because in that other study that I'm doing that I've talked to you guys about, my meditation uh, had, had me go into the wilderness with Christ. And of course, there's that passage where um, the enemy takes him up to the top of the temple and says, throw yourself off and God will save you. And Jesus says, it is written, do not test the Lord. So here Ahaz says, I will not ask and I will not put the Lord to the test. Something that struck me about my meditation on the wilderness and the way the enemy tries to pervert the word of God and Jesus answers back is that it's really easy to take the word out of context or use it wrong in different wrongly in different situations and it is through discernment and Jesus certainly had discernment for the word because he was the word and is the word and will be the word so may God grant us the discernment of Jesus the word himself to know what the word means in each moment and situation and how and when it should be used praise God amen Our New Testament reading, if I can get there, hang on, from Thessalonians. Um, also spoke to me, uh, particularly when, when Paul is speaking to the Thessalonians and says um, that they are beloved because God chose them as the first fruits for salvation through sanctification. Sometimes I think that we forget about that, that salvation comes through sanctification, and often sanctification is very painful. The way I would describe it is like debriding a wound. And yet it is there that the blessing is found. There is, there is of course, a counter-temptation there. Um, again, in my study, uh, I'm learning about the inspiration of the Lord and then the counter inspiration of the enemy. So the inspiration of the Lord is sanctification begets salvation, right? Um, and then the counter temptation is to seek out pain 
for sanctification. And I think that's where we come into things like self-scourging and, um, and the sin that, that Ignatius himself encountered, uh, habitually and compulsively reconfessing sins for which he'd already been forgiven. So may God lead us through the pain that he allows in our lives to sanctification and transformation. May he give us strength not just to endure, but to be transformed by the pain. And may he give us wisdom to know what to walk through and what to avoid. In the holy name of Jesus Christ, amen. And I think when God's, or when Paul, God through Paul, speaks in verse 15 to standing firm and holding fast to traditions, uh, that is, um, I think we have to be careful with discernment there too. Just because something's been done in the past doesn't mean we should keep on doing it, right? That's not the definition of tradition. But the, um, the honored and pure and holy tra- traditions of the church are something else. And a conversation maybe for another time is how wounded and wounding the church has been and is. And in this period of our cultural history, how obligated we are as not just members of the church, but the church to to honor and to participate in the universal healing even if we don't feel that we specifically and particularly our domination or, or denomination are, or ourselves were responsible for this wounding, we all share responsibility and obligation because we are all co-collaborators in the universal Christ. And so we must be part of the healing because we were part of the wounding as a community. And in chapter 3, Paul gives us reassurance that we will be rescued, that not all have faith, and it does come down to faith. That's another thing that I'm learning lately. God is faithful. He is the ultimate faithfulness, and he will strengthen us. He will guard us, and we will protect. He will protect us. Um, Sometimes letting him strengthen, guard, and protect us and lead us is difficult, but he will. And so I end here with the prayer, or end this bit with the prayer that Paul ends with. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. Amen. Now Luke um, and the Last Supper. I'm only going to say a couple of things about this. One is when the disciples start to ask each other who could possibly possibly betray him. Any one of us, any one of us could betray him. Any one of us has betrayed him. And we are forgiven even for that. Just let that sink in a minute, I guess. And then humility and servants and first become last and last become first. There is nothing that we can do under our own power. It all comes from God. And so it is with humility that we step aside and allow his work to be done 
through us and in us and, and by us. And that is the most holy occupation of all, to do God's work, to further his kingdom, and his kingdom is love. Praise God that we may be instruments of his love in the world and get out of our own way enough to let him work through us. Amen. My specific prayers today, and you guys know that I'm turning personal prayers into universal prayers, is in thanks for humility. My crisis and crushing and and pain over the last two years led to transformation, and part of that transformation was humility. Anywhere I am and anywhere anything I've gotten comes from God, and I humbly accept his help, his blessing, and his forgiveness. May we all do so. I give thanks, deep gratitude, for a year's worth of prayers culminating in an answer and a, and a huge blessing and the uncovering of a path to even more blessing. I believe that, that when we faithfully persevere in prayer, what we have as a prayer goal is not only reached, but becomes a stepping stone to the next transformation. Glory to glory, blessing to blessing, praise to praise. And it might be hard in between, but God is faithful and it is sweet when we arrive. So in thankfulness, I take a moment to commemorate the receiving of this blessing and the answering of prayer, and I thank God. I pray also for cleansing and redemption of all those places and organizations that have been strongholds of the enemy, that God is faithful and tears them down and that our prayer matters and we have strength from and through him. Amen. Those are the prayers that I have today. I have, I have one more. It's a prayer from St. Ignatius. I'm going to grab it. This also might be called a prayer for generosity, but it's the prayer of St. Ignatius. Lord, teach me to be generous. Teach me to serve you as you deserve, to give and not to count the cost, to fight and not to heed the wounds, to toil and not to seek for rest, to labor and not to ask for reward, save that of knowing that I do your will. In the holy name of Jesus, Amen. We'll close picking up at the general thanksgiving on page 101. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, 
for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And, we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.